You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What is going on, everyone? This is The 13, and I'm Ryan 13, and today I'm joined by Corey Jackson of Cycle of Ruin. He's an amazing shredder, and we've become friends over the last few years through the internet, so I figured, why not have him on the podcast? Corey, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, it's, uh, it's cool anytime I get to sit and talk music and, and just whatever with, with people that are down with the same kind of things that I'm into, so I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, for the people who don't know anything about you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm probably the longest thing that I've been doing is I play guitar uh, in a band called Cycle of Ruin for quite a while, probably about the past 10, 12 years. Yeah, I know you've seen some of the stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just love everything heavy, guitar, shred. Just, I'm, I'm just a metal guy. I mean, I don't, oh, yeah. that's just kind of my niche is, is to what I do. So I've been doing that for like half of my adult life is what I've been doing. So. Badass. When, uh, when did you get turned on to metal? Um, when was I not turned on to metal? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a, probably it's a good a question. Deal. Um, the conversation that, you know, always kind of goes the same way, you know, growing up when I grew up, I kind of think that that's when hard rock and metal was really kind of climbing in the late seventies and early eighties. Cause I was a kid back then. So I, I grew up around kiss yeah. like a lot of people my age, that was kind of the, the introduction thing or so just because it looked cool to me, you know, I was yeah. six, and, six and seven and looking at the, the inside of those records and thinking that I, I, I got to do that. So that's absolutely what kind of, what kind of did it. And then I, I have an older brother who was like four years older than I am. And it was really cool because say I'm, I'm seven and eight and nine and 10 in that area. And he's in his early right. teens getting turned on to music. So when he's a, a teenager listening to the bands that were, were around back then, which was like Lost and Accept and Judas Priest and King Diamond and early Megadeth and stuff, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years old getting exposed to that. So that really, that's my earliest memories of music is just listening to King Diamond and Slayer with my brother. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of all I've ever known. You know? so. That's awesome. My buddy Seb works for King Diamond or at least did for a little while. Um, got he, me into a couple down, of shows. He, he lives down there close to you still, doesn't he? Isn't he a Dallas guy? Uh, so He's Sebastian. Seb guy. Oh, you mean King Diamond? Yeah. King. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I thought, really... I thought, I thought he lived down there. He might, he might have a house here. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know my buddy, uh, Sebastian, who's from France. I think he lives in Japan now. That's neither here nor there, but I know that he's been working for him and he got me into like the metal mayhem festival. And, uh, if, if it wasn't 185 degrees, I think I would have got to meet the King diamond, but no, <laughs> got too hot. We had to leave, but that's a different story. Yeah. I, I think, um, the, the vocalist in, in cycle of ruin, um, 
he works retail for a, a store around here and they're uh, okay. hugely as- associated with Gibson. So they have Gibson artists in all the time. And uh, Mike Scascia, who I, I know you probably know Mike Scascia from Murder Mortis and yeah. and some of those bands. Um, he actually would come and do clinics at the store and he and King were supposedly friends. And I knew Mike lived down okay. there. And I think he said that Mike, or uh, that, uh, that King lives somewhere around Dallas or something. He may not okay. anymore, but at one time, I think he yeah. was down there around you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, that's that's cool. That's interesting. I hope he is. Maybe I can go find him. <laughs> You'll see him out there on his riding lawnmower. Yeah, be like, hey, man, come on. I need you on the <laughs> podcast. Um, right on, dude. Let's, dude, again, thank you so much for doing this. This is a lot of fun. I love just hanging out with my buddies and talking music, learning a little bit more about you because we we became friends because of Lily, right? Like we, I've known yes. her for yeah. for years and through King's X, through me working with King's X and stuff. And then right. you and me became friends online and we both kind of realized we both love metal. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, we've been yeah, friends for a while. Yeah, I, it, it's a cool story. I mean, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned her. If it, if it wasn't for her, I may not be as much into the King's X as I am. And I'm still just an infant when it comes to them. I know you and I have talked sure. about, you know, seeing them live and, and things right. like that. But, you know, it's, I, I absolutely, you know, I love them now. We, her, her father and her and myself sit around and just have, king's x evenings and talk about our favorite songs and we did that last weekend actually which was a lot of fun hell yeah did you how did okay so so now that it's had time to sit let it rain how do you feel about let it rain the new single from king's x that that's a tough one um i know it's different i've only listened to it maybe maybe twice and and i'm not just going to beat it into my into my head and i I don't think Lily's listened to it a whole lot you know, sure. we we just kind of touched on it a couple of times and we're just kind of waiting for the rest of it to come out before we jump to any conclusions like, oh, I absolutely don't like this record because, right. you know, one, one song. I, I see a lot of people online that are just, I've listened to it 45 times today and I'm like, why would you yeah. do that? Right. <laughs> you know, I saw, I saw a lot of people, of yeah, I saw a lot of people like saying, well, where's, you know, where are the harmonies? Because it's just Doug. And, right. Uh, and that was, I'm like, dude, it's King's X. Just it's just one song. I mean, I'm sure there's a yeah. hundred thousand harmonies on the rest of it. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just not see. jumping to any any conclusions. I mean, a lot of times we'll do that if we hear a one-off single from somebody. But I definitely want to hear the rest of the record before I really make too much of a decision on if I like it or not. But I mean, it's it is different. Yeah, it's not it's not. We I mean we we talked about this hardcore last weekend um, with her father and myself and her. It's, I like King's X for certain things, the weirdness and the quirkiness and the, the spacey things. And that song didn't sure. bring that, but hopefully some stuff on the record will for, for me and for everybody else. Yeah, it seemed pretty straightforward to me. And it was kind of an anthem for us here in Texas. I don't know about uh, you guys over there, but we've been in a drought. Um, <laughs> so literally, right. Literally. Yeah. So like it literally rained last yesterday, all day for the first time in months upon months. And um I just was like, I got to play the song, you know? And it was like listening to it out in the rain. I was like, this is perfect. Uh, wait, the song. Well, wait. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that it's very, the word, okay. I went to audio engineering school, so I should be able to articulate this better, but I can't. It just <laughs> sounds, it sounds roomy. It sounds like 
you can hear the room in the guitars and in the drums. It doesn't, to me, at least when I listen to it in my truck cranked up, you can, it's not a fake room either. You know, it's not like, okay, we're going to add artificial reverb here. It's right. like the, I can hear stuff in there and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that was intentional or it's the way they recorded it. I, you know, the way Doug talked about it, it sounded like they did everything analog and then digital something, you know, and then did digitized it or something. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll see what the rest of the record sounds like. I, I thought it sounded, you know, really super clean and the production sounded a little more modern because I, sure. I've said, I've said a lot of times when I listen to their records, once again, I'm not, super versed in it like a lot of people but I, it's hard to date their records because you right. know i'm like oh that record that record that record sounds like it came out in 86 and it was like 05 or they're just right. they're, they're hard to, to, to sort of stamp down as to when it was recorded but this one sure. seems to be a little easier it sounds a little more modern to me all right so um okay since we're talking about new music uh, have you heard the new megadeth single yes i heard it it's Maybe thrashy as hell yeah, maybe not the day it came out, but it was right after just because I saw somebody pop off about it and then I sure. had to go and look at it. I, I liked it. I thought it was very uh, Peace Cells, Rust in Peace yeah. kind of vibey to it. And those were my favorite Megadeth era, yeah, the late was, 80s, early 90s. Yeah, me too. It, it definitely, I was like, the thrash was on point. It felt, I mean, it felt, I, I can't, I'm going to say that the, the, the lyrics aren't memorable to me but the guitar is, but I mean, that's Dave Mustaine. Yeah. Like I, I have to go back and listen to it again. But when I, I heard it twice and I was like, holy cow, listen to this dude. He's just fucking down picking. Like yeah. it's going out of style. I thought, I thought it was really neat. I'm kind of with you on the lyric thing. It's kind of trendy now to do songs about that sort of, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it, the right. things that are going on with whatever, but the, the lyrics to me weren't, like you said, memorable, but yeah, I thought the music was really killer. And I'm a huge Tigo Larrero fan, the guy that plays lead guitar with him. The past oh, couple yeah. Years, really Hell yeah. Um, yeah, me too, man. Are you cool with talking about Cycle of Ruin for a little while? Yeah, man, we, we can we can definitely do that. I'm cool with that. All right, man. So uh, one of the bands that I've noticed uh, you in is Cycle of Ruin, and I love them. I was just listening to them yesterday, and uh, or y'all yesterday, and uh, what's up? You sound like us, y'all. I've been listening to y'all. I've been listening to y'all, man. I'm from Houston, man. We're south. We're southern. You're southern you're boys. You're further. You're further south than I ever thought about being. I thought Arkansas was bad, and now uh, I'm actually a little bit, a little bit more north than Missouri. But you're way down here. Yeah, we're way down here, man. Uh, it's we're, we're we're like Mexico, where we were Mexico. Um, you said you're around. You're close to Houston. Yeah, I live in a, a town called Kingwood, and it's northeast okay. northeast of Houston, and um, yeah, I mean, I can get to Houston real quick. I go to record store day and get to all the record stores. It's pretty cool. So awesome. The uh, so cycle of ruin. You guys are taking a break or something. What uh, do you want to talk about that at all? Can you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 not a you know it's not any like you know big huge deal or anything. Um, well, I mean it is, but not where you know you can't talk about it. Sure. It's just everybody's. Uh, when when it started out. You know how schedules and work can get in the way and it's just it's just something that happens over time i mean we we yeah. were all together for i've been playing in a band with a bass player for literally 20 years we've been together oh, wow. for 20 years uh 
I've known the drummer that long and I've known the vocalist even longer. So, it, you know, it's not like we just got together and there wasn't any chemistry there and there weren't any friendships there. It's just, you know, stuff happens. Uh, our drummer had to unfortunately move off for work. He's a kind of a corporate type guy. So he actually relocated to Tennessee oh, for the okay. past couple of years. Um, then I moved a little bit further north kind of even further away from our bass player. So it used to be there was about an hour difference at the most between all of us, and we just kind of got together in a central point. Sure. And now with, with people being here and people being there, it's, you know, it's it's just hard. And we did the remote thing for a while, uh, ideas back and forth. And, and I was still writing. We were still writing, trying to record and things like that. And the last single that we actually did um, I think I've spoken with you about it before a little bit, but it was actually, you know, I had to go program drums for it right. just because people couldn't make it for recordings. And it just became a lot of, a, a lot of work for sure. one song a year because we couldn't travel anymore. We didn't, you know, right. we didn't, we didn't play. Our last show was in St. Louis in 2020, I think. And that's the last time we've been in the same room together just because of that. So that when that hit, that, that, well, we'll try to record a little more. Couldn't necessarily do that because people can't. You know, just, it's just, you can't wave a magic wand and, and right. do it. Especially we're all not like 17 and, oh man, let's just go hold up in the studio for a week. You know, everybody's right. got things going on. So, and yep. then, you know, people, there was other people, you know, while in the downtime, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to do this project and I'm going to do that project. And it just kind of became just kind of fell to the wayside and, and I I was just like I'm I'm gonna go ahead and step away too because you know I, as a sure. as a guitar player I'm still I'm still writing there's right. still ideas there's that but I don't see the point in putting all of those eggs in that basket and, and okay. nothing happened for a year two years so it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna shake that off because it was stressing me out a lot right yeah. having to worry about all of that and try to keep something afloat that wasn't happening so I just told everybody let's just Whatever it is, it is for now. So that's what we're doing. Sure. Okay, right on. No, I totally get it, man. Razor 13 pretty much did the exact same thing in 2010 or 2011 or whatever. Yeah, somewhere around there. Like everybody, Big Mike needed to do something with his life. He wanted to go one direction. I mean, I wanted to keep doing it. I would have never stopped. But the, you know, Doug was moving to, he hadn't quite moved to LA yet, but he was about to move right. to LA. Uh, and then, you know, our drummer J-Rab eventually moved to Arizona. So it just became this, okay, so, no, no, one, no one ever called it quits. It was just kind of like, well, we got shit to do, I guess. So Yeah, that, I feel like that's kind of what's going on here, too. And it, I mean, you know, the situation that you're talking about in your timeline, that's before Zoom. Yeah, that's before, right. you know, so it, it's, it is a little bit easier now, but at the same time, it doesn't matter how much technology you have. If, if, you, if you're working 90 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, hours away yeah. it's, it's hard so it's i think yeah, it was absolutely. best for everybody it was best for everyone to just take a break and if, cool. if we reconvene some other time that's fine so right, right now we're just kind of everybody's doing what they do you know we still talk all the time the uh the bass player and our drummer are actually you know the drummers you know my best man in the wedding the bass players oh, cool. we're all still you know doing our thing and texting yeah. back and forth but it's just it's hard when you can't physically it's hard to write music as a band 
if you can't even get in the same room. Same yeah. same thing with yeah. same thing with promo and shooting a video or yeah. or anything. So it's, sure. it's it was just better off to do. That was a hard decision. It was, you know, I talked it over, you know, with 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 my fiance Lily a hundred times over and over and over. She's supported. She said whatever you think you need to do, and so I finally. You know, I had the conversation with the guys and everybody was pretty much like, yeah, that's probably probably what we need to do for now. So that's what we did. Right on, right on, right on. Um, I got to look at my notes, look at my cheats. Uh, oh, ESP Uh-oh. versus LTD. What is, what are, what are uh, your, what are your thoughts? Because one is made in Japan and one is made in Korea, right? And am I, t- am I too loud? I'm sorry, in no, no, no. I was just make sure they're not falling out. Okay, cool. <laughs> My inner will fall out if I'm not careful. Sure. So, yeah, like, um, I love, I love ESPs. And back in the day, LTDs felt kind of like the, what's Gibson's thing? Ep- Epiphone. 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 It felt like right. that. And I mean, like, Epiphone ain't, you know, you get a gold top Epiphone. That ain't, you know, that's... It's right, not I the same you. thing, but, but it feels like the LTDs that are coming out now are almost better than the ESPs. What is your take I, on that? I think, and did, did you, hold on just a second. I got to look at you. <laughs> oh, you got one. Oh, you just have one hanging out. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I was checking to see, I thought you had said, I thought you had said Korean. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. the one that I've got is Korean, man. I, I had a I had a stroke for a second. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that you're right. I think, and I don't know why, because I'm not in the manufacturing business or anything. I think it's just because people wanted more for what they were spending. Because I think, you know, when you talk about the Epiphone and you talk about LTD versus that there used to be a huge price difference. You know, you could get yeah. Oh, yeah. an Epiphone for 250 bucks and you're getting a $250 Epiphone. But actually, right. honestly, I've, I've never owned a legit high dollar ESP. Have you ever I've played one? I think maybe, and you can't tell much of the difference. Sure. Now, now, right now, I had it, I had an LTD way way back in probably 2000 and it was a nice it was neck through emg i mean it was a nice guitar but it was an ltd but even EMG back then 85 and oh I, no they were actually they were actually the hz's the, oh, okay yeah 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 and i think actually those were passive from what i think i hope they were passive because i never put a battery in it but anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah this the new one that i've got recently i mean it's killer i got some what, what this is, is that uh, a it's a Schechter. Schechter. What is it? Yeah. Schechter. Same thing. Yeah, it's the Schechter. <laughs> they, Schechter. they sound the same. Right. Schechter with the uh, Pamela Anderson in, inlays. This is the one is I played. Some, um, is that somebody's in, signature? Or, I mean, what is that? I feel like Tommy Lee had something to do with it, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. With his guitar prowess. Okay, I got you. But um, yeah, as far right. as yeah, that I goes, don't <laughs> I, I don't think now, I don't. I think if you pick up my, my LTD and an ESP, in one side, you're not going to tell much of a difference. I mean, but yeah. that is, I mean, that is, you know, that's a pretty, 
I don't want to say expensive because that makes it sound kind of douchey, but I mean, that is one of the higher end LTDs. You it's can not still a, well, you're not going to go pay $300 for that. You know, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, looking guitar. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's one of those that you lose sleep at night when you hit the order button. I did anyway, uh, <laughs> but you know, thank goodness Lily supports all of that stuff. She's a musician also. She, she knows yeah. you can't go out and buy a $200 guitar. Yeah, um, you can't. But yeah, you can I, I don't, for somebody who's starting out, like, here you yeah, go. you could, but even then, you know, they're going to be so such a gear snob, they're not going to want it. You know, every right. every kid now wants a, a two thousand dollar whatever. But I, I don't. Back to your question, I can't tell much of a difference. Okay, right on. And and I, I used to be a gear snob of you know I was just an Ibanez guy. You know, I, I was with Ibanez. I played Ibanez twenty years, twenty years, and then I just wanted something different. And I think without sounding I don't know without sounding like it. cliche, but when the lockdown happened, I think a lot of people had a lot of time to go over their gear, tweak their gear. Yeah. That's what I did. I changed, you know, I stopped using certain things and started using other things and just went through this thing. And then I got to thinking about my Ibanez guitars and I didn't, wasn't loving them as much as I used to. And, sure. You know, I was just like, I want this one. I don't like it. I get rid of it. I'll get another one. I don't have to get rid of it. I mean, I wouldn't trade this, this LTD for anything right now. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty jealous, man. I don't have one. Um, when I had a buddy that was in my first band, Grimoire and he got, that one. sounds killer. That was a killer cool name. name dude. Yeah. That's we a were, cool name. We were, well, dude, we went through like, all kinds of crap. We were like, let's it call sounds it. Like black, sounds like black metal. Oh, and that's Almost. what we want. That's what we were. Well, we were playing thrash metal. We were Metallica fans. And then mm -hmm. we were listening to Cradle of Filth and Mayhem and all this black metal stuff. And we were just like, right. okay, blah, blah, blah. And I was into black magic, into it. By, by into it, I was like reading about it. And right. I was like, okay, dude, they call a spell book a grimoire. I mean, it's, it's like French yeah. for collection, bro. Dude, this is going to be sick. <laughs> and you, we got way, you, got way, you got way deep with it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And so we went into, we're like, we're grimoire. And um, anyway, we were, that was our first band and it was a lot of fun. My buddy, Danny, he got one and he loved it. And he, that dude, he was, he was the shredder of the band. I was rhythm guitar. He was, he was wow. king. He was king guitar. And God rest his soul. He died at 18 from leukemia, but like, oh, man, that's horrible. Yeah, it sucked. He was so fucking good, dude. He like had hit his stride. Like I, I felt like when we started the band, we were on similar levels of guitar playing. And then yeah. by the, by the, before he passed away, it was like, he was, he was out off the, off the charts, dude. I mean, he just sat there and went home and started practicing and right. just practiced and practiced and practiced and he'd come over and be like hey man check out this lick like where what how did you learn how to do that he goes i watched these 80 80 guitar videos on oh dude, the, the, Star, the starlicks <laughs> videos yeah, yeah starlicks with michelangelo and yes. Greg Gillis. i had i had all of that man i'm i'm, I'm down with that right michelangelo, michelangelo is such dude, a he's, I mean, that dude's crazy he's he's such um Trying to, to think about the word I want to say. He's such a contradiction because he's you see him and you're like, holy crap, this guy is, you know, godlike, right? Mm -hmm. And then you meet him and you realize he is such a bizarre individual. Oh, really? And and very awkward. And there's a lot of people that I've met that are like that. You look at them and you're just like, man, this guy, and then they're just so 
Michael's, I've met him several times at yeah. clinics and at NAM or whatever. And it's, it's just, it's a very weird experience talking because you're almost expecting to be one way, but then he comes off like this nerdy 12 year old kid that doesn't know how to have a conversation. And you're like, okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. I mean, I can't, I can't deny his guitar playing. I love it. Sure. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was watching that stuff when I was a kid thinking, like you said, like what, what's going on? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely cool and he's i've watched his career you know from going from date you know he was with dane for a long time and now he's switched companies and i mean he's just he's a legend man nobody will ever be able to touch him i don't care people talk smack about him and i'm like okay but it's it's you know do they refer to you with one name no they don't yeah so so that's that's kind of the deal When, when you reach that status where people know you by one name, you know, then talk smack about him, but until then, the practice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right, man. I, see, this is this is exactly why I'm glad you came on because we're just talking music, man, and that's what this oh, whole yeah, podcast dude. is about—just having fun, dude. talk music. I, I love talking music, gear, bands, like shows. I mean, it's 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 fun that what? that you can have a a hobby like or not a hobby or whatever it's a profession but i mean it's just it's so interesting to you that you rattle off for an hour and then you're like oh i've been talking about slayer for an hour you know yeah so it's yeah. Cool. And that's why we can do part one part two part three we just we just oh, keep dude. coming back you know yeah it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm, da- I'm down with that especially especially you know we're getting we, we haven't done many live shows in a while as far as attending them i mean you know we haven't sure played yeah me neither me neither yeah we, we've got some stuff coming up, you know, this year, more shows to do. We're finally getting, we're going to go get to see some shows and I'm going, you know, to see Testament. I was going to say, and you and me were talking about that the other day. Yeah. That is going to be a cool and show. Then, and then Lily's on the same day, Lily's going to see who? Uh, Demon Hunter. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, is, she loves them awesome. too. Oh yeah. She got me into them too. I was never, I, I don't think I'd ever heard a single thing they had done until, until we had started hanging out and I was like, who is this? And then she told me and found out they were a Christian band. I'm like, holy crap, which I remember some Christian bands back in the day being being heavy, you know, like some of those right. bands. But these guys, are, I mean, I'm, I'm a Demon Hunter fan. We went and saw them like the end of 2019. And I, I've seen I've seen some bands and I've been in some stuff. But, I mean, those Christian guys at the Demon Hunter shared the crap out of me, dude. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is like way more brutal than any Campbell Court oh, that I've ever been in. So I had to take a step back. I take a step back from that. The uh, here's another here's a here's a question out of left field. Oh, how, how thick is your pick? Um. <laughs> well, I know it sounded weird. I was prepared for anything at this point. Right, um, cool. I, I played for the longest time. I played um, the Jim Dunlop one millimeter nylons. Yep, absolutely. For forever. And um, I think the guy, the bass player that was, you know, in cycle, actually, that's all he played even now. He went to that. But I started, well, and thanks to Michelangelo, you know, those those guys like that, a lot of them were using those really super thick Jazz 3 yeah, yeah. picks, the, small, the smaller ones. And I was like, that's dumb. You know, I can't, you know, just didn't want to change. Some of my guitar buddies around here were playing on them. And, and I, I, I don't remember why I picked up one. But I started messing around with the Jazz 3 for a little bit. And then I actually got, when did I start? I started playing the John Petrucci Dunlop picks. They're, okay. 
a lot like a Jazz 3. They're a little bit bigger, and I, I can't remember what millimeter they are. They don't actually say on them, but they're like maybe a 1.2 or 1.5. Okay. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. They're, not, they're not thick, as thick as, as some of them. They're still they're, – I, I like them a lot. It took me a while to get used to them um, for rhythm guitar. Sure. For lead guitar, they cleaned up my, my leads a lot because there's less – you know, material to, to, to mess with and your other strings, yeah. but I still have a, yeah. I still miss, I still miss a little bit on my rhythm stuff because sometimes that little bit extra material helps a little bit, but I mean, I've I transitioned pretty well. I've probably been playing the Petrucci stuff for maybe five, six years. It hasn't been long, but, and a uh, funny, a funny thing also, I, I saw a similar story. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge Mark Tremonti fan. Yeah, with, with with everything that he does, and I saw in one of his DVDs where he was talking about the same thing, just kind of forcing himself to sit down with a different pick until it just became, you know, yeah. whatever he does. And then I think we actually we saw him in 2018. I think it was 2018, and we went to Nashville, and, and we were talking after the show, and I'd actually noticed that I think he went back, went back to the big one millimeter. So I was, I don't know why he, why he did that, but I, I don't, I'm not super no play on words intended i'm not super picky about my picks as long as they're not real flimsy like i have to have sure. a sturdy pick so if, yeah. if, if i cannot stand this i can't stand the flimsy ones dude they got to be a little they got i mean like this one bends a little bit and i'll use it but i need it to be pretty sturdy. yeah I'll, a lot of my friends around here play a lot of them are acoustic guys or they're kind of bluesy type guys and that's cool that sure. we're sitting around here and they're like hey here's a pick you know and it's it literally is like a piece of paper and I, I make fun of them about it, but that's, they make fun of me for a lot of things too, I'm sure. I think I got one of them laying around here and I don't know why it's here. I don't know where it is, uh, but yeah, I found one the other day and it's like one of the red ones and it's just like, it, it like you can fold it in half. Yeah, I think a lot of them are the, a lot of them make their way out of the music stores. That's a complimentary pick. You ask right. for a pick, they give you a, a pick with their name on it and it's the cheapest ones they can get and then people walk out and they've got a whole coffee can full of these flimsy picks but uh, oh every, everything's backwards so you can't see it oh that's weird no but that, that actually comes that comes through on my end straight it says what's going on i dig it yeah it's uh a king's x pick oh that's pretty cool it's one of doug's uh -oh. picks uh, i may have to snatch, snatch that from you someday i, or I got like i got hey dude i got picks I do. I'm uh, I'm in the pick trading. So the I tell you what, I, if you've got if you've got something I want, I, I've got some actually custom like signature cycle of ruin picks that I had made. I might send you a handful of those. Yeah, I got Razor Thirteen picks. I can send you. I got King's That's X awesome. picks with my name on them too. But like Tracy, uh, he's the lead singer of a band called Choke, and him and me have been trading picks. He gave me like some Scorpion picks. What is this? That's awesome. My God, I'm blind. The Dead Daisies. I hadn't heard of them. More they, scorpions. Some sort of, aren't they some sort of super group? I don't know, but I got their pick. With a bunch of people? <laughs> Probably. I got Iron Maiden picks. I got all kinds of crap in here, which is really fun. I didn't know that trading picks was a thing until Tracy was like, hey, man, if you got any King's X picks, which I have like a thousand of them. Yeah, he, he, knew, he, he used that in with you. He's like, if you yeah. have anything King's X related, I'll take it. Oh yeah, I'll send you all this. And I was like, okay, cool. And dude, this is random. So the uh I was a tech with King's X for a long time, uh Doug's base tech specifically, and you know that. And yeah, the I they sometimes 
people would have picks made up for us. And so there was a Ryan 13 Kings X tour, whatever tour it was pick made up just for this one tour. And I saw some guy posted it on the Kings X musical appreciation society or whatever that is. Right, on, yeah. on. He was like, I found this cool pick, blah, blah, blah on eBay. They only wanted $25 for it. And it was my, one of mine. And I was like, this is funny. <laughs> you're, <laughs> like, like, you're like sucker. No, no, I'm dude, I, I messaged the guy and I was like, Hey dude, that's my pick. That's awesome. Where'd you find it? Uh, do you want more? I have others. And I actually, we were in the middle of getting ready to move and my stash of picks besides the one that's in this drawer. I don't know where it's at. It's gotta be here somewhere. And this closet in particular is filled with junk. So it's probably in there, but yeah, I just thought, Oh, and like the razor 13 CD is on eBay right now for $150. We only made, what? yeah, we only like, yeah. eBay it. Like, or Google it. Uh, it's, we only made a thousand copies of the physical disc. So it's right. the rarest album, physical album for Doug Pennick to have appeared on ever. And so super fans, like they'll buy that, they'll buy that one. And then somebody has got a stash of them and I don't know who it is, but somebody like, probably bought like 20 of them when they came out and they're selling yeah. them for hundred. And they're selling them. Yeah. They're selling them. They're piecing them out. I'm like, man, that's cool. It's not because of me though. It's because of Doug. Of, well, I mean, you 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 are you you do have something to do with it. So let's, let's, there's a there's old I, Doug. Yeah, when we were when we were setting up, Billy actually said something about that that poster back there, the the live in London. DVD I took that photo. Cover. You did. He took yep. that photo. Yep. Yeah, that's that's from my my side of the stage. So if you look at the the DVD inside the DVD, they give all of the photo credits to Trent who's a good friend of mine, by the way, but yeah. Trent, Trent didn't start taking photos till like two weeks into the shows. He needed something to do. Trent was just there to kind of get away from, he was our friend. He came with us to Europe and he, he just needed to get away. And so Doug brought him on tour with us. But then like cool. af after a week, Doug was like, Trent needs something to do. <laughs> so I gave him the camera, but this was from the first week. That's actually in Wolverhampton. Uh, I was going to say, is that kind of misleading since it's not the it real London yep. photo? But that's yep, that's, that's not the real London photo. That's at Wolverhampton, and it says "Live Love in, in London" or whatever, right? And, yeah. Yep, that's that's Wolverhampton. That was a much bigger venue than the London gig. Now the London, and you can even tell you look at that photo versus when you see the footage. You're like, this is not the same place. But Doug was letting the crowd sing, you right. know, like like he does, and. I was, I just had him lined up perfectly. And I was like, this is amazing because all of those, people, shot, dude. It's cool. all like of it. those people were singing he, and he was just like uh, soaking it up and, and like giving and giving it back. And I was like, okay, we got to take a photo of this. You know, that's, that's really, that's a cool story, man. Probably 99% of people don't know that. So no, nobody, nobody awesome. cares either, but it's cool. to I, me. I do. I think it's okay. really neat. Oh, well, thanks, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, that's why we're, we're kindred spirits, man. Cause we like stuff like that. That's it means Dude, there's things that resonate. I, I was just talking, you know, to her. It's, it's hilarious because like I have, I have these. Oh shit. I forgot. So, so, so we have a friendship built on, on metal and, and hot shit. So I'm, I'm down with yeah. that. And you saw my, my post about that. Everybody's going crazy about these. I don't know where they can get them. And I'm just like, yeah. Still look for them, but you got to go to Texas, or you. I don't even know if HEB would, I mean, it would sell them online like 
for, you know, order out, but like this company, they're a great grocery store and they're really big in Texas and they make so much of their own, like, you know, their own brand. I'm not sponsored by the way, but H-E-B, if you want to, I mean, come on, look at me I'm doing the yeah, job. See, I, didn't, I didn't know that that was the H-E-B. I thought it was just that company. I didn't know it was the whole chain. So that's actually yeah. kind of cool that they have a whole chain and they make their own stuff dedicated yeah. to people who like to die. Yeah, yeah, I like to die. Well, they make everything, dude. I mean, like if you want potato salad, HEB makes potato salad. But they're a big grocery store. They're everywhere. On here in Texas, they're on every corner. They're what's that one store that's ever what what's your big grocery chain out there? Oh, we really don't have a huge um like the the town that we live in has a chain, but just around this area. But I don't know who would be a gigantic grocery chain around here unless it was Shook or something like that. Mm, but I mean, we're okay. you know we're we're kind of remote. People don't have a lot of chain stuff where yeah. we are until you get you know St. Louis or Memphis or whatever. We're right in the middle. But yeah, I mean we we have a I guess Walgreens. There's a Walgreens on every corner. Around. Oh yeah, Walgreens is pretty big. Well, this is this is like Walgreens, but Walgreens is nationwide. HEB is not so. Somewhere between your local grocery store and Walgreens is HEB. But HEB. Yeah. They're they're but they're really good, dude. They're all the stuff is good. Um, you and me are gonna eat one of those pups here in a minute. Dude, I'm probably crazy. gonna eat a lot more than that because I, I, I was I was skeptical at first. They're not that bad. No, and you know, we were talking back and forth and and Lily actually ate one. Yeah. And I was really surprised at that. And then I ate probably, you know, 10, 15, and it was yeah. It wasn't to the point I had to stop, but I was just like, oh, it's pretty good. But yeah, I'm, I'm, we'll definitely get some here in a little bit. I haven't got to get the sauce yet. The sauce that you sent me, the iced earth. Yes. sauce. I, I told you I was going to break into that the other day, but I didn't. But maybe I'll get to that this weekend. I'll tell you what, I might take it down to my dad's and put it in the baked beans one day. And get everybody coronary down there, but we'll see. Yeah, we're I got headed it. Back, we're headed back down to Arkansas Monday for a little bit, which isn't too far, but. We don't go down there too much because it's Arkansas, but right, right. I got the well, that's the crow. But he was holding on to the same bottle. Uh, oh yeah. That's yes. cool. Yours is empty, man. I feel behind. Yeah, I I I ate all of it. it. This is this is one of the best ones Ice Earth's put out. And I got three more. He just keeps putting out sauce. So now who is is this I is this Shapers? Yeah, it's Shapers. Is he the one doing it? Okay. Yeah, and like every time I can't, I can't keep up with iced earth so i mean i like them but sure. they just have so much stuff going on i can't keep up with who's in the band who's constant who's not i don't i don't, you know. I don't even know who's in the band i don't think anybody's in the band anymore i think i mean maybe i could get john on here and then maybe no one will ever listen to me again <laughs> but like the uh you know after the the thing yeah. that happened i don't know most every time he posts about new hot sauce or new music or anything there's just like everybody oh, rags on for that I'm like, everybody's yeah, the con I'm like, dude, but the music, like he gave us the trilogy on something wicked, which was like I, I, I love that on like yeah. our I I wasn't into a lot of bands that I kind of like so much now. And I can actually thank our bass player, um, Aaron Chase for that. He he's always had this different um sort of different interests in music that you wouldn't think he always used to tell me he was born in the wrong decade because he's, yeah. he's he's 10 years younger than i am okay so i think he was born in maybe 84 
or sure. something like that. Yep. Um, 83, right here. Right on, right on. His, so his favorite bands, which is weird, is like Man of War, Iron yeah. Maiden, bands like that that were big in the you know the, the mid to late 80s. And, sure. And it's just kind of weird. And he got in, he loves power metal, so of course he loves Ice Earth and Hammerfall yeah, and a lot yeah. of those bands. So he turned me on to a little bit of that. I don't get too hard into power metal as much just because I'm more of like a the tech melodic death metal guy, but I, I do yeah. love that. I love the vocals, the guys that can do that, the shredders. I mean, I love, um, I'm a huge fan of Evergrey. I think we yes. were talking about that. Yeah, and and Deep, Deep, Demon Hunter's new song actually hit yesterday, and the singer for Evergrey is on it with him, which is kind of weird. No way. Yeah, Demon Hunter's had a lot of guest people from, they have, uh, you know, Soil Work, Bjorn Strid, Yo, they're singing. Absolutely. Yeah, he's on the song. He's on the song with him, which is a really wow. cool deal. But yeah, they have guest people. Some are people that you may not know, and some people like you do know. And Tom sure. from Evergrey is on the song, and it's, I mean, it's once again, it's one of those things you don't want to get too ahead of yourself because you haven't heard the album. But you know, the song is kind of just very, it, it's very robotic and kind of one type of thing. But you know, Tom being in there, I thought was really really cool. Yeah, Actually, I cool. shot I shot Tom a message yesterday about it. I was like, that's killer that you're on. You know this new Demon Hunter song, and he he didn't have much to say about it. He's like, okay, yeah, cool thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he did it just for publicity or money or what. Yeah, but I, I yeah I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, dude. I started noticing stuff like that. You start, okay, Demon Hunter's been around for a while, but but the yeah, I had the, no idea they were been around that long. Yeah, the idea of doing stuff like, okay, now we're gonna have guests come on because that brings their fans in, right? So yeah. anyone, anyone who's into Evergrey now is going to check that out because right. we love Evergrey. And then maybe they, maybe they dig the song, maybe they don't, but then you have another guest. So now you have the chick from spirit box that shows up on your record and then the people, their fans come over and it's a great, yeah. it's a great model. And, and it's, I think everybody doing it with each other, you know, just helps trade fans, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I saw which that's been going on for a while, I think. Yeah, uh, I saw sort of a rise in that with the pandemic. You no, know, because people yeah, didn't have they didn't have jack they didn't have jack shit to do. And we I actually we actually had a guest um, play on a cycle of Ruben song with. Me. Hold you on, wait. I let me say I wrote this down. His name is Steve Stein. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I I've done my research. Know. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I a lot of people. A lot of people don't know him so much musically as much as they know him from the online. What solo, which part, because you have a couple of sol solos in there. Um, was it all of them or is it just the first one or what? He, he, he plays the first ones because the song was originally written for just one guitar solo. Okay. Um, and so everything was mapped out and demoed out and things were going, you know, a certain way with it. And then I got in contact with Steve, you know, just a little background. He's, he's a huge online guitar teacher. Okay. Uh, with guitar zoom i mean he's he's all over the place when it comes to things like nice. youtube and things like that which is a necessary evil now i mean that's what people that's how right. people get, get their stuff out um but i had known him for several years through you know social media and we talked back and forth guitar this and and everything and i just thought you know man how cool would it be and and also he played you remember grim reaper absolutely okay well the one of the the newer uh, incarnations of Grim Reaper, he was actually on that. He played and toured with Grim Reaper. So, and me being, you know, yeah. back in the 80s guy, I was like, oh, cool, Grim Reaper. So I'm just 
chatted back and forth with him and I was like, hey, how would you feel about, you know, guesting on some stuff? Yeah, you know, I, I've done that, this, that, the other. And he's like, I'll, I'll you know, I don't know who I was going to say it, whatever, but he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll be on your, you guys because I like you and everything. He was like, I'll, I'll do it for free. Oh, oh yeah, wow. you can't beat that. You know, that's yeah. pretty publicity. So then I thought, well, crap, now I've got to write another section to this song that's already done a keychain so that that kind of led into some rearranging kind of thing and then sure with the the sort of the, the awesomeness of technology and everything you know i sent him the tracks and told him what i was looking for and you know what key it was in and all this other stuff and he just you know, absolutely killed it and sent it back and he's like how's this Perfect. <laughs> so uh, then yeah, yeah so then i i then I had to do a key change, and then, then I, I I thought that was really neat, and, and I told a lot of people. I mean that that really pushed me a lot too, because it's different when you're when you're sitting here in your little corner and you're doing your thing. You're like, oh, I'm doing the thing, I'm doing my thing, and then somebody else slips something in there, and you're like, holy crap, I gotta I gotta follow that. So right. that that's what I thought, and and you know, not that I think a lot of our stuff is you know it's fast and it's technical and it's this and that, and I'm, I'm proud of a lot of stuff we did, but. When you have somebody behind you like Steve, you you really have to. It gives you a sort of a leg up. And you're like, so that solo that I did with him, I'm I'm really super proud of that too because I thought it was yeah. really, you know, that's a fantastic kind of song. The song was called uh, "The Elder of Decay." Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and a, that song was fantastic. Like I I remember listening to it a, a while back, like maybe when it came out or something, and. And I was like, oh man, this is cool. But last night, I mean, I'm getting in prep to 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 do this with you today. So I'm like, I better take some fucking notes. And you know, and I'm like, holy crap. And I listened to that song like three times last night, man. There's some serious shreddage going on in there, and it's awesome. I appreciate that. It's a cool song. The riff, the main idea, sort of the theme, the intro, and some of the stuff had been around for a long time. And it was actually, you know, we talked about King Diamond a little bit the main intro riff and then it's like the middle bridge and then the actual section that Steve is soloing over is actually inspired by some King Diamond sounding oh, thing. Cool. If you listen to it, it sounds kind of okay. kind of old school can, King just a little bit. I can hear that in my brain right now. Yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to it again after this is over. Yeah, it's the very the very first intro and the double bass parts before the verses and all that. It's just a little thing that comes back a couple of times in the song, but I don't remember what had happened. I remember when I wrote it, I had been listening. I don't know if our drummer and I were hanging out. He had some King Diamond or, or something, but it's just kind of this. It might have been from um, the, the, the Curse, Curse of the Pharaohs song. I don't know if that's a Merciful Fate song. I think it is. Or, uh, or it might have even been. Curse of or the Pharaohs. Yeah, or it might have <laughs> even been Ab. It might have been like a little lake that sparked in me in Abigail because it's kind of a little yeah, okay. Egyptian-y kind of weird thing if you listen to it, but it's 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 different. So I, I, I mess around with those notes and come up with a really mega deathy thrash thing that incorporates yeah. that and it sounded kind of cool. So we, we went with it from there. That's super awesome, dude. Um okay, so we're gonna move along here, Ryan. Already did that. Oh, this is gonna be this is the worst question and people hate it. And I hate it when people ask me, but it's also a really good question. Oh, um, so it's a two part question. Okay. 
top five bands right now? Not of all time. Right now, top right five bands second. right now. Allegion, um, Tremonti. Ooh, I want to write these called, I, know, I know the first band, but who's the second? Okay. Uh, Tremonti is, is Mark Tremonti's solo project. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard um, that. You haven't heard any of it? I don't think so. Dude, you should just start at the first record. 2012, babe? Yeah, the first record came out in 2012. So I haven't heard any of that. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, it'll blow your mind. Some of it is really, it's like almost like singable thrash. Some of it, it's so heavy. And then you've got, well, you know, the Creed background, the big single yep. choruses and the, oh, yeah. the radio stuff. So if you can almost testament type, testament type riffs and then the sing chorus. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll text you some song ideas to check out or whatever here. There's some highlights of it. But um, yeah, so Allegion, I know you know who they are. A lot of people. Oh, yeah, I love them. They're amazing. And then Tremonti. Now, this is probably just what's on my shuffle at work right now. I'm sure. A band called uh, Inferi, which they're from Texas, actually. I N F E R I. You like black metal, so I know you'll like I them. Do. They're very. I've, that, na- that name looks familiar to me, but I, I can't think of anything like that I've heard. Yeah, they're 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 really killer. I really like them a lot. Um, it's a very black metal-y, atmospheric type. Perfect. I would almost say like like Demon Borgir on speed. Yeah, and okay. I like Demon Borgir a lot. Yeah, me too. So if you like if you like symphonic type things and and blast beats and shred, that's it. I do. Um, let's see. I gotta pick two more. Things just fly by so much and shuffle that I don't I have favorites because I'm I'm very like I get with the band and that's all I want to listen to. So yeah, um, I would say probably I will I like I listen to a lot of Dream Theater at work. So sure. Dream Theater is, is timeless for me when it comes to that. And then it'll be hard to pick another one. Um, I've got a follow up question, so don't forget. this Um, will this is like the same it's the same question it's just bigger the the question is of all time so top five bands of all time the next one if i had to pick a top five to go with that just for right now amount and this may spill over into my next one but i'm going to go with death (laughs) actually hold on just a second all right I almost wore this today, but I have like Lily bought oh, this for me. It's that's it's awesome. the human it's the human hoodie and I wear it all the time, but since that's it's great. Since it's flashed ten thousand degrees outside, <laughs> I didn't wear my hoodie. But <laughs> death nice. death will round out that top five. And probably your next question is probably gonna be death as well. All right. So I, I was think I was thinking about that today because I was like, you know, you get asked so much like, who's your favorite guitar players? And I love right. to talk about top five five guitar players or whatever sure. but it, it'll always come back to chuck, chuck um, man. just just because i've said it a million times in interviews or podcasts or whatever but i mean when i was just started it's, it's i was so lucky i feel like and i feel like everybody feels this way i was just so lucky to start playing when i did and to have these bands hit me so hard then yeah there was there there was never really much of a uncertainty about what type of music i wanted to play and then when i heard i had heard some death the older death where it was more raw 
sort of just kind of de- standard death metal, but then when sure. Heaven came out, yeah, and it, it went just like that, I thought that's it, you know. So I, and I borrowed a lot from Chuck vocally because I used to front a three-piece okay. death metal band. Oh, nice. It was very, it was very Phil Anselmo and Chuck Schuldiner. It was powerful, but it was also banshee, just death metal and inside crystal mountain <laughs> or whatever i love i love yeah that was it i love crystal mountain i love death they were probably my earliest um and i've talked a lot about too about sort of the difference between influences and inspirations and chuck yeah. is this and but that like ace freely was an inspiration to me sure. but he's not an influence to me obviously but chuck definitely is both because i i you know he made me want to to take that turn down the melodic technical death metal progressive yeah. thing because of that. and then also try to emulate not copy but you know i like the things he's doing melodically and, and that has stuck with me for 25 years i mean right Hell so yeah. chuck, chuck chuck would definitely be my number one and then death will always probably my favorite band of all time well, then that's going to be number one on the next question, I guess. Uh, top five bands of all time. Of all time. For you. Uh, for me. Dream Theaters. And these are, these are not going to be in any orders because sure. I can't. In order. they, yeah, they're all the same. I would say Dream Theater. Um, and this one I didn't really know would be one until... I discovered them late in the game, and that's Nevermore. Dude, yeah. I love Nevermore. I and, love Nevermore. I love Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Loomis said I was late to that game, but Jeff Loomis was a gigantic sort of kick in my butt when it comes to seven stuff and tasty shred type things. So Dream Theater, Nevermore, Cannibal Corpse, of course. Um, dude, I've seen them literally like 13 times. I've, I've been in so many corp shows, it's crazy. Wow. Um, Death is going to be up there. Yeah. And this is a tough one as well. Because I used to be such a gigantic Ultra Bridge fan. Sure. Um, but, well, I mean, the guitar but, playing in that band is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, once again, that's Mark, you know, Mark right. Tremonti doing yep. stuff and, and Miles too. But at the same time, I'm, I'm tapering off on that. And I didn't know, I didn't think I would ever would. But, you know, sometimes sometimes when you're walking with a band and they change a little bit and you change a little bit, yep. kind of do that. Yeah. And, it's, so it's and top then, five of all time right now, you know, cause yeah, it does evolve. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Metallica fan, but then I'm like, am I, you know, well, there, we, we all have cutoffs. I mean, Lily and I argue sure. about this all the time. It's like my, I love, we have the, the Metallica versus Megadeth argument, all not an argument, but it's, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It is, the and discussion. I'm, I'm a huge, yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Metallica fan. I grew up, Me too. of course, on, yeah. but then when Load and Reload came out, I'm not. It's just sure. I like certain things about. It. I'm not one of these people that I'm a diehard fan and I support them no matter what they do because if if I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling. Hey, good for That's them. Right. Yeah, but you know, don't make me feel like a jackass because I don't like their new record. You know, a lot That's of people right. are like, right. you, you don't like their new record. I'm like, no, I don't. So. You're you know, against us all, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a very sick thing to say. If you're not for me, you're against me. But that's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and 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 I love I love Megadeth. Um, me too. Yeah. And and but if if I had to pick a favorite for me, it's 
going to be old Metallica. <laughs> it just is. But but then again, you have Rust in Peace, and that's probably my favorite Megadeth record of all time. Everything. See, I'm opposite. Like I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Euthanasia and Countdown to Extinction and sort of that era and Cryptic Writings. Is it because I'm a thrash king? I like the well, fast Cryptic stuff. Writings was his answer to Load. I think so. I think we write yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm a huge Marty Friedman fan, so all of that earlier stuff, which I know Marty played on Cryptic Writings and some of that right. stuff too. But for me, there was just something, something special about Rust in Peace, and I love Peace Hells, of course, or whatever. But then I, I fell off the negative train of consequences, no pun intended, uh, a little bit. And see, they they turned around and they got some killer guitar players after that. But I had already lost so much interest in them that I didn't yeah. pick it back up. Like I'm a huge Chris Robert fan. Sure. From Nevermore, Jack Panzer, Act of Defiance, now he plays with In Flames and everything. But when he joined Megadeth, I've already lost so much interest that I didn't listen to much of it. So I right. can't gauge if I like it or not that much. So I just, I like what I like when it comes to the old stuff. But I can appreciate both of them, especially sure. now the new Megadeth. It seems like, you know, they're back and they're, yeah, it's really thrashy. So we'll see. It's very thrashy. Right on, man. The, um, so I got I got cool things to look up because of you and thank you for that. That's You're amazing. Welcome. Uh, you know what? I'm 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 going to turn things around on you. I'll, what what are what are your favorite all time bands? Because okay. I know we have a lot of similar Ooh. similar tastes in black metal and death metal and things like that. But okay, all time. We'll do all time right now. Mm-hmm. This second in my life. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be different than I think you think. It's going to be. Oh, um, I have a band called Stabbing Westward tattooed on my arm. They were right. from the they started in the 80s, uh, got popular in the 90s, disappeared. And now they're kind of back uh, for whatever reason. That, that was an industrial rock band. Um, I remember the name. I do and remember. They a lot of people was like if they would hear some of the songs. I remember people being like, is this Nine Inch Nails? Because it had the nine and right. you know, the nine inch nails thing even though they started before nine inch nails whatever blah blah blah. that's neither here nor there that's like the mushroom head slipknot thing but oh, yeah. um, the so them i think they're always in my heart they hit me the songs hit me at the right time in the right. right place during some heartbreak in my life and i've just been a huge fan ever since so that's they're probably stabbing westward's probably number one nine inch nails is probably number two so we're not even in metal right now you know, we're right. in an industrial place. Um, Cradle of Filth is going to be in there, but I'm not necessarily old Cradle of Filth. Can I just like, I like, I still buy their new albums and stuff, but like something yeah. happened after. Where, where's, your, yeah, where's your cutoff? Because I know a little bit about the older stuff. I... My cutoff is um, Cruelty and the Beast. Like I, after Cruelty and the Beast. Mer- Meridian's pretty good. Yeah. So that, that one, maybe my cutoff's there. But like somewhere right around there, things went, they started making music videos and things went a little oh, weird. Wow, that was even, Meridian was what, 2000? Yeah, that was Maybe? 2000. Yeah, yeah and, so and was, Cruelty and the Beast was 98, I think. Yeah, and okay. I, See, I, I, lo- I love them from back then because it was different. It felt more black metal-y, but then they, they, got, they got more money. They started go, you know, and they started getting bigger and better production, which is not bad. But right. the thing I fell in love with was back here when they had shitty production and like some fucking shitty mic sitting in the in right. the room and they just hit record on it or whatever. Well, um, well did, did you think that the um, 
the image and production has become more important than because they are a very image driven band. They are. Do you think that at, at some point that becomes more important than yeah? Hey, let's write some good songs and and Maybe. deliver. I mean, they got rid of Sarah Jezebel Diva, then they came up with another chick, and then another chick. And Lindsay Schoolcraft ended up being in there, which I love her. She's awesome. Uh, but yeah. both those, and actually, both Lindsay and Sarah Jezebel Diva just released songs together, not by the way, for oh. any Cradle of Filth fans who are listening. Um, and they both used to be in Cradle of Filth. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean, I'm not talking smack or whatever about them. I just, it's, yeah, something's changed. And I'll watch their videos and I'll be like, man, that is cool as hell. And, and the riffs are cool. I'm like, man, that's a, that like that last one they just released was awesome. But yeah, I remember saying that. I thought it was really cool. So first time I'd seen anything from them. Oh, long time. cool. Yeah. But my feelings, my feelings are, I mean, I don't know, man, but then they released an amphetamine and I thought I was going to hate that thing. And I loved it, but like, really? It was all, that was their MTV. They're like, this is their introduction to MTV when, before MTV quit showing videos and turned into yeah. like pregnant 16 year olds and whatever crap it turned into. <laughs> but, um, okay. So those are the, those are three. So, uh, Stabbing Westward, Nine Inch Nails, Cradle of Filth, Metallica. Well, this is, oh, I see where you're at now. Get into that fifth one. There's so many to pick. Yeah, there's so many you have to pick it down. But are you talking about right now or is this your all time? This is my all time. Metallica's in there. Uh, they have to be in there. And then, but it's as of right now. My all time as of right now, if that makes sense. Um, and, and Flames. Oh, dude, I love In Flames. I don't, I, do too. I don't mention them enough or listen to them enough. But they're one of the bands that I kind of did this with because, you know, yeah. when Clayman came out and we got yeah. to made, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And then for some reason, I never gave them another listen. But Chris Broderick's with them now. So I'm like all about some In Flames because he was just one of my favorite guitar players of all time. Yeah, I think there's too many. I think now that I've asked you that question and that you've turned it around on me, like, I think it's so hard. To, it's so hard to... Well, you know, okay, like for me right this second, it's it's these, but tomorrow I'm gonna say stabbing westward the Mars Volta Deftones, you know, like it's gonna it's stuff's gonna yeah. change tomorrow. But well you you said something about uh about feelings. I mean, do you pick your favorite bands based on the stabbing? I, I it's I, a question we don't ask very much. But based on the what? On on nostalgia. Like uh, I grew up with this band, it's that can definitely that that can definitely be a part of it for sure. Like stabbing westward brings me back to the summer of 1997 when I met uh, uh my first my high school girlfriend or whatever, and like things went wrong and things went right and whatever. And those yeah. songs transport me through time, which is how the intro of the show goes. Um, where I'm talking about what music can do to you. It can transport you through time. And it literally, I listen to that band and I'm in high school again. Right. So yeah, yeah. Nostalgia for sure. Yeah. It's talking about, talking about that from a point, you know, the high school band thing. Some of the bands I listened to in high school, I don't really listen to that much anymore. I mean, Cannibal right. will always be there. I have a little bit of Morbid Angel yeah you know a little bit of old sepultura because i love i grew up on sepultura um old 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 sepultura original and, and those, max cavalera 
yeah, like I remember when Arise came out, you know, I was Tony Hawk skateboard hair over my eyes, you know, yeah, yeah. And I was, I thought that was the, that was the toughest thing I had ever heard. But, you know, some of those bands I still have around, but I find myself not listening to them as much. If they pop up on my, you know, if they pop up at work while I'm listening, then that's cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, it, it's just not, some of those bands I listen to are still around today touring, like Deicide and Suffocation and oh, all yeah. those guys. I, I just don't really listen to them that much. It's my, sure. my, my, I think my taste changed a little bit because that's very, whenever you think of, angry 17 year olds that's what you think about you think about bands like that but you know i mean it's like now i'm more into a lot of music (laughs) yeah i'm into (laughs) a lot more music musical type things and but i still listen to extreme music like the guys in the legion and but i you know they have this musicality to them a lot it's just mind-blowing so it kind of gives me a lot of things from a lot of different different directions that i can yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, I went to uh, the store earlier and Veil of Maya. I don't know if you know who they are, but like they their their song um, Synthwave Vegan came on, and I, and I was just like, first of all, I just saw the name and I, it was on Liquid Metal or whatever. And I was like, okay, right. well, that's a, I know who these guys are. They're pretty heavy. Let me that right. fucking that name is hilarious. Let me turn this up. And that have you heard this song? I don't think I've heard that song. I've heard some of their stuff, and yeah, they're very, they're very out there, otherworldly when it comes to the music. You stuff, like? But. I'm sending you a text. You like this? You'll like this. I sent it to my buddy Al, who played guitar in the live version of uh, Razor Thirteen. Right. I sent it to him. I was like, "So this just popped up." <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out when we're done for sure. Share, copy, send. Let's go, Corey and paste and send cool yeah it's really intense so it's a really intense song and it's like i I can't tell if it's the time changes are are out of this world or or if it's just like they're tricking me because i again i only listened to it like the one time but i was like okay someone need someone besides me needs to hear this (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll I'll check it out i just got it i'll check it out but yeah some of those i i have friends that are into a lot of bands like that that i guess would have been considered the more traditional um i don't know what word to look for because you know back then we had traditional bands like obituary and all that stuff but then it turned into things like vela maya rings of saturn those type of bands and and i i guess it was a generational thing and i didn't get too much into that i know the names because i've seen them all over the place but i didn't really dive into a lot of bands like that but i've heard some of the stuff you know there are some bands like that that are I mean, they're amazing musically. I think I, I hear people talk about it all the time about um, music sucks now, you know. And I, I think that's I think that's a very close-minded thing to say. You just have you got to look for it harder. I mean, I think yeah. now metal, metal and stuff is probably as good as it's ever been musically. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's just that's that's a fact. I mean, these guys are leaps and bounds beyond anything that. Yeah. I, i'm never gonna be able to do that. yeah, <laughs> like, you, that's crazy yeah. you know who periphery is yes yeah so like those guys are freaking crazy man i've been following them for a little while and i went to i went to see them in 2015 live the lead singer was like so i have the flu i'm sorry and then belted out these i'm like this amazing no i'm like how is he hitting yeah. he's got the flu and it's weird because they're not really known for a vocal band yeah yeah they're known yeah. for you know their instrumental stuff yeah. i i have um, one of my sons that's um he, he's 20 he's actually 
in, in music college right now. And he's, oh, cool. he's in the bands like Bolivia and Periphery and Vitalism and, yeah. you know, Thank You Scientists and all of that stuff. Sure. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's a little, that's a little crazy. I like stuff like that, but I, yeah. I could never, I could never see myself being in a band playing like that. Oh. I couldn't either. Those guys are like internet people. They're like, Hey, I play guitar on YouTube. And the other dude was like, yeah, me too. Hey, let's start a band. Okay. Right. Yeah. right. That's, that, that's a cool thing, you know, to be able to do something like that. I have, you know, and I'm sure everybody has a lot of opinions on the, the YouTube versus getting out in the real world and doing it type thing, but it's, right. it, it is what it is now. And, you know, there's no use really fishing and complaining about it too much because yeah. it is what it is. I mean, every band's had to convert to, the social thing and it's it's kind of cringy at times and that's one of the things sure. i really did forward to doing like i don't want to go online and beg for people to to watch our shit but yeah. you pretty much have to so it's it's just a, a weird thing when you watch you know even these huge bands that are always going to be huge still have to pimp themselves out online constantly yeah. and it, 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 that's it's another weird. thing that, that's another thing that we struggled with so much was like man you know you just get lost in so it just became sort of not enjoyable to do it i don't want to have to worry about yeah i i don't know how the podcast is going to go but like i'm not going to i'm not going to over because i haven't released any of them yet dude like this is uh, i've been been waiting to see some of them it's like your fifth one yeah yeah, this is number seven so and then i think tomorrow uh i'm gonna have scott from six past hell on he's another guitar player there's a trend here right i've done jesse white shredder marzi montezari shredder you shredder scott shredder uh i, I actually did, looked up i told you i looked up some of some of i guess marzi stuff that he did with with ripper and stuff and yeah I, you know, i'm a huge ripper fan anything he's ever done i love it so i was like okay this is this is pretty cool i talk to people a lot when they start talking about metal guys and they'll ask me who's your favorite vocalist of all time and and i always throw ripper in there just because no, dude hey, did you hear his uh charred walls of the dam yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, that's dude. Cool stuff. Man. I love like, Steve. DiGi- I love Steve DiGiorgio as a bass player. Sure. So you know him being on that was just freaking. How does he? How does he get? How does the Ripper get better though? Like everybody else is aging, and you can hear them aging out. But like well, the Ripper seems maybe to because, be getting better. <laughs> maybe because he's not overused. I mean, he's not a huge star, so he's not playing three hundred days a year. That's true. And you know, true. maybe he takes you know pretty decent care of himself which i think is key to especially being a singer good god i mean sure i can't imagine having to do that but yeah i mean i think ripper's amazing i've seen i've gone down you know rabbit holes of him live videos and just watching yeah. i mean the guys are pretty much and i you know i mentioned before we had talked i i love the the ripper era priest i mean when jugular Me came out i was like because i like i like all these classic bands and to me people are you know my my favorite Judas Priest record will be Pankin. Yeah, because okay. because I yeah, once again I think that's a turning point. Yeah. You know, whatever anybody else thinks about the band for me, because I like the heavier stuff. And me too, right, right. If bands can keep their sort of their classic vibe, but they can get a little modern and a little more brutal. But you know, ran it down, they had they had a little bit heavier guitars and more double bass stuff or whatever, but then they got Scott Travis and the guy's just an absolute monster. And once yeah. again, I think that made, that made the rest of the band have to step up because they've got somebody behind them kicking their ass. And so yeah, what do you right. get? You've got heavier, sharper music. And it's, they just kept doing that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and Ripper, you know, I love 
I love the high pitch guys. You know, obviously you've heard some of the cycle stuff and our vocalists sure. did that or whatever. Oh yeah. But I like the I like the guys that can do it with a little more grip. Like I love Kane Diamond a lot. He's not known for being a a raspy, gritty guy. I and mean, then you've got somebody like Ripper who who does it and has I mean, yeah, has just something incredible about his voice. But a lot of guys do you have you heard of the three tremors that he did? I don't want to lie and say yes, so no. But maybe he did a I project. Have. He did a project with uh, Harry Conklin, the tyrant. Okay. He, he's playing a band called Tyrant, and uh, I don't think he might have been with Jag Panzer too. Wow. And a guy named named Sean Peck, he sings for a band called Cage and Death Lure. Wow. So it's okay. all 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 three of these guys that sound Ripper-ish. So yeah, they're they're incredible. If you like screaming, gritty metal power metal almost you know those guys are are it i love them they're awesome hell yeah dude dude this is awesome and we've it doesn't even feel like it's been as long as it's been it feels like we just started talking to me that's 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 the story of my life that means it's going to be even better on the next one but before we go we need to eat the so the story behind it if we haven't already talked about it enough uh, he loves hot stuff. He loves hot stuff. I love hot stuff. I have, you seen, have, you, have you seen my wife? Of course. Absolutely. Yes. And like, so I <laughs> sent him. For that oh, she'll be fine. She'll, Sorry. she'll be flattered. She'll be flattered. I know. Uh, so the HEB, the grocery store that we were talking about before, they make these Carolina Reaper puffs. I sent them to them. They're not, yes. that, they're hot to maybe a person who doesn't like hot stuff, but they're not that bad. They've got a great smoky flavor. Again, I don't know why I'm endorsing them. I'm not sponsored, but they're great. So we're going to have some here as we close yes. out our first little session. Absolutely. Mine are fresh. Uh, you you opened yours yesterday or something, right? Yeah. I told I told you I was late, but I just couldn't. So I opened them up okay. and had a few of them. And and I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this, but my dogs actually like them too. Hey, dude, that's all right, dude. If they like them too, that's great. <laughs> Matter of fact, I've got... They're here right now. You see the nose? They smell it. Yeah, they Look, smell there it. There they Dad, are. Dad, hook me up with some Reapers. Yeah, it's, yeah. It yeah, smells like were, cheese. These are really good. I was surprised. They have a smoky, sweet, cheesy, cheesy thing, thing going on. And I, I love them. I like them too. And you can get through them pretty quick. I think that's the key. You just keep eating them. Yeah. Until you and don't then, eat them anymore. So. Until it's until, for okay. me, it like it kind of gets hot after a while, but. They don't, they're not going to kill you. I had a guy at work eating, they have a crunchy version of these and I don't like them. Oh I don't yeah. Think, I, I, I don't, don't, I don't like crunchy Cheetos. That's too much either. work. I got that. I got that kind of time. To get yeah. Pizza. That's how, that's how I felt. And the taste was different. And so <laughs> they were like, I mean, they taste good, Ryan, but you know, they're really, really hot. I was like, they're not hot. They, and they taste like crap. You got to get the puffs. So I got to take the to puffs me, to the guys at work. Yeah. They are very familiar. They have a, are you want some of these, buddy? Oh, she getting out. Come, come in camera, babe. Come oh, on, Lily. You won't be able to hear, but you could give her an, an earbud. Oh, oh yeah, have an earbud. We'll yeah. share. We've talked about you a million times. Cheers, you, Lily. Can, you can, you can, you can introduce. You guys have known each other for a hundred years, so you guys inter- What's introduce. What's up, Lily? How you doing, girl? <laughs> So I've known Lily through King's X for, I mean, God, when did we meet? What year was it? 
It was a long time, 15 years ago yeah, or something like that. At least, yeah. And um, man, I mean, we've been friends ever since. Uh, definitely online. I think we've seen each other a couple of times in real life. I've never met your husband or soon to be husband. Um, but uh, you guys should think about online. coming up to the wedding too. We had talked about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to road trip. I I like the idea. Of it. And um. Lily's an awesome bass player. She loves King's X. She is. She I loves um, Demon Hunter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Alice in Chains, which you were talking about on Facebook earlier today, went yes. and that album too. Yes. Yeah. Best best album today, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's so good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Thank you for letting me steal him for a little while. Thank you for stealing him for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. Awesome. Hey, he actually, was, um, I would love to do this again with both of you guys uh, at some point, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'm I'm so incredibly lucky. Well, I mean, I, I use the word lucky all the time. It goes, hey, baby, I'm lucky. But I mean, I, I'm really, I'm blessed to have someone sitting beside me that understands this the, sure. mu the music side the gear side the yeah. time it takes to do crap side i mean she's right. she's gone to the studio with me and sat on the couch for hours because that's what it takes yeah. and I it understand. takes it takes somebody pretty incredible to put up with, with our shit you know that so sure <laughs> my wife my wife did the same oh, thing yeah. and she would be in the studio with us just sitting on the couch draw it and then you know, drop drawing or painting something she's a singer herself but you know she would she was very supportive of me and I hope I've been very supportive of her too. And like, that's what I see in you guys. You know, you guys have this great love for music and you guys are like super, I mean, you, you guys understand each other and that seems that's really beautiful. I, I, can, I, can, guys. I can, I can, I can trust her in the studio too. If I'm doing something and I look over and she goes, no, <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously, I, obviously I trust her ears. She's a amazing to have around. So, and I mean, obviously I wouldn't have not have met you if it had not been for her knowing you as well. So this is, it's, it's a cool thing. I mean, it, yeah, this is great. You know, all because of King's X. All yeah. because of King's X. Did you hear, all because tell, tell her the story real quick about the poster again that I did not know. Oh, um, okay. So that's actually, she, she, oh. she mentioned something about that while we were setting up. I told you that. Yeah. It's the first thing she noticed. Uh, so it's live love in London and, uh, I took that photo and um, it's that's awesome. Yeah, I was that was 2009 in Wolverhampton and it's not London. And um, Trent got freaking photo credit for it, whatever, but it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I told Doug, Doug, Doug was on the podcast a couple of days, like a week or so ago. And I told him, I said, Hey, man, look, it's the photo I took. He was, Oh, you took that? I was like, Yeah. You he's like, and I probably didn't give you credit for it, did I? I was like, no. Nope. I, I, also, I also think it's super cool that you would include me in something that Doug is on, just yeah. because, I mean, the guy's a legend, cool. and, you know, just to be included in any series that has anybody of that stature on it is, like, super cool for me. I mean, that's, I appreciate that. Dude, absolutely. I appreciate gonna... any, any support or any interest that anybody gives. I, I never oh, yeah. take it for granted. You know, somebody on the street is like, hey, I'm like, hey, you know. Because right. you know, around here it happens sometimes. This is it's just a cool thing. So anytime anybody's interested in anything that that I'm you know, I'm gonna try to get uh, Ty and Jerry on, but I haven't asked them yet. 
I don't know if they'll say yes. Uh, I'm hoping because Doug said Doug said yes to me because I literally called Doug to ask about a buddy's podcast. My buddy wanted him to come on. And yeah. I said, I said, Hey, Doug, my buddy kind of wants you to come on his podcast. And Oh, and by the way, I, I'm starting one too. And he was like, I'll do yours. And I was like, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, we have tickets for Nashville. Is it October? Yeah. yeah. And oh, I've shared the story with you about, I've shared the story with you about seeing them yeah. back in 03 with or 04. and Hammerfall. Right, yeah. Before I was a fan. So I was, I was literally standing because after Hammerfall got off stage, went backstage with them off the side stage. So I'm sitting there talking to them and literally Dio comes in. And so I'm, you know, speaking to him for just a second yeah. and Doug is standing right beside me on stage playing. And I was just like, I, I wasn't interested. In sure. So the fact well, that it was a weird, it was a weird bill, dude. I mean, Hammerfall so opened, weird. King's X played and then Dio. And it was in a small, like small clubs, right? It wasn't even a, like an arena or anything. I saw them in Pops, which is a sort of one of the most popular venues in St. Louis. Okay. Technically, it's across the river in Illinois, and I think a capacity may hold maybe 600, 700. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've seen it at capacity close to a couple times, like Demon Hunter. There were a lot of people there. Sure. I've seen Campbell there a few times. I saw Anthrax there actually outside, so that was a gigantic show. That was really neat. Dude, um, Char Charlie yeah, I mean, from Anthrax will cut. If he's, if he's around and King's X is playing, he's at a King's X show. That dude's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's a he, super he's, nice guy. He, He's got a lot of cool um, – he's like – on some of the Cannibal Corpse things I've seen, I know he's a big Cannibal Corpse fan. And, you know, so that's really cool that some of these people you wouldn't – you don't really wouldn't think. And then right. you see them pop up wearing a shirt or something. Because didn't we watch a happy birthday thing to Ty a few months ago? And, like, Satchel from Steel Panther was on it. And oh, cool. Charlie was on it and stuff. Yep. And actually, Jerry got on stage with Steel Panther not too long yeah. ago. And oh, I believe it. Yeah, they all – they all get on there. You can Google it. Doug's been up there. Like actually Al Shire from Razor 13, or at least from the live version of Razor 13, he went to LA and hung out with Doug and they went to go see a Steel Panther show. And I, I, he would have to tell the story. You could tell it better, but they're sitting in the audience and the lead singer sees him and he's like, well, holy fuck. Doug Pettit from <laughs> King's X is just standing right there all willy nilly. Somebody push him on stage and they threw him up on stage and they did a Jimi Hendrix song or something, you know, and, and I was like, man, that is so cool. I, I mean, King's X is the musicians band and that's what I've always loved about yes. them. It sucks for them yeah. that they never got as big as they deserve to get. But if you ask any musician, if you know, well, any musician worth their salt, you know, who King's X is, they know <laughs> who King's X yeah. is. And, and they're, I mean, they're fantastic. They, they yep. change it up on you. They do different. I mean, it's always a little bit different. I mean, that, and they're, I'm fortunate enough that I ran into Doug one day and we became friends. Yeah. So I, I, we, you and I, you know, we've spoken on the phone or whatever. We shared some, you know, the, the Pantera stories about the Pantera stuff and, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you with him. And Doug. I mean, it's, it's cool that all these superstar bands, like you said, you know, they, they, they love King's X because they are. And, and, I, I feel this way about a lot of bands. Like I almost like it. I when bands that you love don't get huge because then you still feel like, hey, that's my band. They're your band you in your mean? pocket. Yeah. To keep right. Yeah. That's that's something I got that you don't got, which is really cool. You know, I feel yeah, that way about true. a lot of bands. I think it's cool to keep it high. I'm, I'm gonna show y'all something if I can send it. 
I got to send it. I'm, I'm technologically challenged, so give me a second. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that should have shown up here. Let me open up this. Hurry up, computer. Okay, computer. That's a Radiohead album. Uh, yeah, computers are dumb. Computers are dumb. My fart My fart phone. My smart phone. <laughs> my, 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 <laughs> my fart phone. My fart phone. I do that too. I'm going to share my screen for a second. Um, okay. Share. Here's Here's me and Dimebag. Where look at his hat. Yeah. Nice. Man. You look tired there. I was a little stoned. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, I smoked weed with Dimebag, and he bought me shots, and I was 17 years old. It was oh. cool. Uh, oh, yeah, that is pretty awesome. That was a great. I shared that with Marzi the other day. Marzi was. I think uh, you actually sent that to me in a text message oh, not too long ago because okay. I was like. But yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I never got to meet I never got to meet Dime, which kind of sucks. They were my first concert I ever went to in '94 was Pantera, and I got yeah. to like sort of wave to Vinny backstage. But I mean, sure. that was oh cool. I, I never got to. Well, Prong was with them, and I got to help Tommy Victor tune the guitar, which was pretty cool. That is pretty. But cool. I didn't. I didn't get to meet. I actually did get to talk to Phil on the phone. Whoa. Um, Let's see. He had a record. I'm going to try to get Phil on this thing. I, I don't know how, but I'm going to try. Because that, that be awesome. so I've had Marzi on, and I'm going to have Dane. Oh, Dane. Um, Mike DeLeon is from uh, Phil and Sama and the Illegals, the guitar player who yeah. replaced Marzi. I think he's. I think he's coming on. But now that I've said it out loud, it probably won't happen. But yeah, I don't know if they still do. But back in. I was, I was in a, that three-piece death metal band that I was in back in probably 2000. Phil had a record label called House Core yeah. Records out of yep. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And that was back in the day when you could call information and get people's phone numbers. Right. So I didn't get Phil's, but I got uh, the other guy, I won't say his name, that he was in the business with. Okay. And the lady was like, yeah, you know, such and such, here's his phone number. So I, I I called the guy because I wanted to get information on some a package deal for a record deal or something. So I got the information. I sent the package and then I called the guy back up out of the blue. Okay. And uh, now granted, this is, I'm probably 25 at this point, you know, 24. Yeah. And I called this guy, you know, his name was Ross. I'm not going to say his last name just in case. Sure. But, uh, and I was like, hey, you know, this is Corey Jackson from such and such band. I sent a package. He's like, oh, yeah, I got, you know, yeah, we got that package, you know. We, you know, we're checking it out or whatever. He was like, you know, we're listening to it. Phil thought it was really cool. He's here right now, you know, or whatever. And I was like, because back then, Pantera was, you know, my, my whatever. And and all Phil gets on the phone, literally. He's like, hey, man, you know, back then, his voice, his voice now, you know. So he's like, yeah, What's man, up, we got brother? Yeah, he's like talking like Macho Man or whatever. Right. So I got to yeah, have like a yeah, like a thirty-second conversation with Phil that's Anselmo, cool. and then and then I hung up, and I was just like, okay, you know, that's that's something for the books, and that's nothing right. ever came about. Nothing that nothing ever came about this. You know, anything I've ever done has never been on a label or whatever, and I think that might be a good and a bad thing, but you know, it is is what it is. But that was about the closest I ever came to. I guess label representation was when I had sure. that conversation with Phil, who was probably blissed out of his mind. So that was that was kind of cool. That is cool, man. That's really cool. Hey, when you guys go uh, and see King's X, and I'm sure you're going to meet with the band at some point, um, tell Doug that I said right. 
to hire me back, but my salary <laughs> needs to be way higher. <laughs> so I, 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 actually, I quit working for them because uh, I needed money. So yeah, <laughs> I actually, I actually talked briefly, briefly to Billy Sheehan. Oh, cool. About being at that show because Is he's he going? in the Nashville area. He said he's not sure yet. Okay. That's still a few months away, but you know, yeah. bumping into him, you know, again would just be super cool. Absolutely. Know, yeah. Because I, I like guys. everything he's ever done. So he's he, he's really cool about hanging out with fans and, and being cool. So hopefully, you know, yeah. And the show's actually at a bowling alley, which is cool. What? That's yeah, awesome. That's Nashville Bowl. We looked up pictures and you can the stage looks beautiful and there's like dining. It also looks like dinner theater tables. Dude. And then off to the side of the stage, you see all these bowling lanes. So in, in, in between breaks and songs, you're going to hear pins falling down. Probably That's stuff like great. That. I, I'm glad. Actually, I'm glad I'm not working that. It sounds awful for a, a <laughs> for a tech. For, yeah. for a tech. Yeah. But like, it sounds, it sounds like an amazing show to see. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it. That's cool. Dude, looking forward to it. thank you guys so much for coming on. I really oh, man, appreciate it. It's We're going to do this uh, over and over and over again. As long as you want to come on, I'm going to keep asking because we have as so as, much more to talk about. As long as I've got a chair and a laptop, we'll be here. So maybe next time, you know, we didn't get to talk about gear too much. And we didn't talk about things gear. Like that, so but which, I mean, that's cool. I love just next time we'll, we'll dive into some gear. I'll show you some of the stuff we got laying around and all that. And it, it'll, it'll be fun. Talk gear next time yeah, that, yeah, we, we talked whole... we talked guitars a little bit you know but uh yeah. that was the ltd versus esp which i think yeah. that was a pretty good gear talk it and just you know was... what it's it, it's pretty cool because a lot of times you know doing stuff like this i am playing or i am doing i don't get a chance to, sometimes just to chat without having sure. to you know to try to play and try to right. not make a complete idiot out of myself but you know maybe next time you know, we'll talk about some gear and some of Absolutely. the instruments and some of the whatever. Cause I know you, you know, you got a, a, a room full of stuff back there too, which is all awesome. that head. You said Doug gave you that crate head, didn't that blue voodoo? Yeah, that oh, nice. that's, that's awesome. So there's a base head above it, uh, the, the Ampeg base head for the, the, the two, um, whatever Ampeg cabs. Yeah. And one of those, uh, tabs is Doug's too. And it's all beat up. It's actually the one with the candle on it. That's Doug's. He lent it to me when Razor 13 first started before, before Doug even knew he was going to join Razor 13. He lent it to me and I've just kind of held on to it. And then apparently I put my name on it because it's got that big R, that big Razor oh, 13 R on it. But um, possession is nine tenths. So it's yours now. It's mine now. And it's missing a speaker or two. It's been around the world a few times. Uh -oh. it's been, that's cool though. That you've got, I mean, you know, just stuff like that is, is neat. And there are always people that are going to think that's cool. Some people are like, oh, it's a speaker cabinet. It's been around the world, Doug. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I mean, the, uh, the Crate Blue Voodoo that's sitting right there, it um, it was a promotional thing, I think. And he had it in his garage. And I was playing it. So check this out. Gear. Okay, gear talk. And then we're done. Um, okay. So, so uh, Doug had a bunch of cabinets, uh, not cabinets, heads in his garage. And I hooked, hooked them all up to a Mesa cab. And this is 2000, probably 2000. And I'm, that's the first crate blue voodoo that are the, yeah, that's the first crate that had tubes in it. Everything before that was, um, what's solid the, state. there it is. Solid, solid state. state. And so I played on that. I was like, God, this is awesome. And then I played on this purple 
Marshall. So Marshall 6100 anniversary series. I'm not really a Marshall guy, but the Marshall 6100 anniversary yeah. series was amazing. And I was ripping on it. I, ripping. That was, I mean, this is 20 years, 22 years ago. You were, rip, was, you were riffing. I was riffing on, riffing on it. And it sounded so amazing. I said, Doug, like, let me borrow this one. And he was like, that's Ty's. And Ty still uses it. Ty still uses that thing to this day. And I, I, wrote him, I sent him a text the other day and said, so if you ever sell that, it needs to be to me. <laughs> He's like, it's not going anywhere, man. I said, okay, okay. But you need to know. <laughs> like if you just have a change of heart, case. it yeah. comes to hey, if you ever get if you ever get hard up for money or whatever, yeah, yeah, the, I'll buy it because I can't find them anywhere. And that's, anyway, that's cool. I mean, gear gear is cool. Gear is something that once again sit and talk about that for a week and yeah. never get bored about it. So absolutely, and we'll do that next time. That's you guys, cool me, man. We've been doing this for almost two hours, man. This is great. This is perfect. That's the longest. That's the longest I've ever held my bladder ever. <laughs> actually me too and i'm only starting to notice it now that you've mentioned it well i mean you know, <laughs> oh, yeah i know i had i had a whole thing of iced tea here dude i'm, yeah. I'm done there's a little bit left yeah dude this hey. has been a blast man I'm, I'm glad we i'm glad we got to connect and got to sit down and have a chat it's, it's good stuff we're gonna do we're gonna do it again man and i'm so thankful that you guys came on and i really appreciate it and i hope you have a wonderful fourth of july and, and thank you man great rest of your weekend you too, man. Thanks for letting me jump in. No, absolutely. Next time you're in the whole time. Yeah. If you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. You guys do your thing for a while. You guys can talk teams X more than I can. I tell yeah, you, I'm an idiot. Hey, we'll talk. We'll talk Kings X next time for sure. More next time. We'll have. We'll go off into the. Did you ever see that picture of Doug and? Um, oh my God, Amy Lee singing karaoke. Yes. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah. just like they're just hanging out. No big deal. Yeah, as much as I love Amy, I mean, that's actually on pretty much any. Isn't that that's on an Evanescence DVD that we have? Is it? Show some backstage stuff. Yeah, they did something. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. I'd have to. I'd have to look that up, or y'all send me that information where I can see that. Yeah, we'll try to find it. Awesome. Well, dude, this has been the thirteen with Ryan, thirteen Corey Jackson, and Lily. Uh, we will do this again, guys. I fucking love y'all. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk soon. You too, man. Thanks, man.